listeners, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Andre Hutchins, and this is Backseat Directors. On today's episode, it is our monthly installment of Movies Coming Soon. For any of our new listeners, uh, today's episode, I am joined by our monthly guest host, Andre from The Formal Review, and what we'll do is we'll recap and review the month of January, which movies we liked, we'll select our favorite from that month, and then we will look toward the month of February and what's to come. Um, So let's go ahead and uh, start this episode, get things going, and let's welcome Andre to the show. Good morning, Andre. How's it going? Uh, It's going all right. Um, Just getting up early on a Sunday. It's normal. (laughs) Happy Super Bowl Sunday, man. Yeah, exactly. You too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's it's a little bit early. I think I still have a little bit of morning voice right now. At least it's early for me. It is 7.09 a.m. here in Utah. (laughs) 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 The sun's out in, uh, in, uh, in Pennsylvania, isn't it? Uh, I mean, it's cloudy, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I, I, the, the sun is usually pretty bright right now, um, but it's barely coming over the mountain ridge right now, so it's still kind of dark out here. So, uh, um, well, yeah. So, yeah. Happy Super Bowl Sunday, man. You got any uh, investment into this game? I mean, it's the, it's the Eagles and the Patriots. Yeah, uh, I mean, not actual, like, investment. It's more of just, like, city loyalty, being in Philadelphia. Okay, okay. You got to kind of, I guess, um, (laughs) root for the team. Um, Also, I'm not a big Patriots fan um, in general, so... (laughs) (laughs) I think you and and most of America. (laughs) Yeah, anywhere, but that's not... um, Boston is pretty much, I would assume, rooting for the Eagles. Yeah, and that, you know, that's usually the case when, when, you know, you're coming up against really, really a sports dynasty, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I think, I, I guess most people probably feel that way too about like in the NBA, probably the Golden State Warriors. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe even like, even though the Yankees really haven't been, you know, like a dominant powerhouse just because they've win so often i think most people don't really like the yankees either <laughs> right no it's the exact same thing yeah I agree. <laughs> yeah so uh, me personally i don't have i don't have an investment in either team man I, I grew up in nevada there are no professional sports teams in nevada so what most <laughs> what most people did is so i grew up in reno and the closest uh, professional sports teams are in uh well you have the sacramento kings for the nba but then you also have the bay area so for baseball and football so yeah. most people in Reno, Nevada are either uh, – well, for baseball, they're uh, San Francisco Giants fans or they're uh, for San Francisco 49er fans for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what most people just kind of – well, well that's, you guys, that's the closest team, so let's just choose them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are going to uh, – at least uh, Nevada is getting the Raiders soon, though. Yeah. No, I know. So. That, that was that was big time, big time for Nevada. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think most people assume that just because of uh, gambling and things like that, uh, that was going to keep a professional sports team out of Nevada. But, uh, yeah, dude, getting the Raiders in Vegas is big. I, I know Vegas is also – I think they're trying to um, – I don't know if they're trying to lure an already existing NHL team to Vegas or if they're going to – you know, kind of have like a, one of those expansion teams and have a brand new team in the NHL. But I know the NHL is their next kind of goal for a professional team. So, oh wow, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but uh, it, the the Patriots do have two former uh, BYU 
players. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I went to BYU and I'm a big BYU fan. So I, I usually root for players in the NFL. Um, but I'm, I also love, I also really, really love the movie uh, Silver Linings Playbook. So I, I <laughs> so I also feel feel somewhat uh you know akin to to rooting for the Eagles as well. So that's that's where I stand right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel you on that. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, dude, we've we've actually got a, a lot to discuss coming up. So this is our latest movies coming soon episode, um, and you know we're gonna recap January, and uh, we'll let the listeners know what some of our favorite movies were. And then, uh, yeah, we've got a surprising month in February. You know, after doing my, you know, just kind of researching and doing my notes and things like that, I'm, I'm looking forward to quite a few movies in February. I'm looking forward to a few of them, not not all of them, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sir. So let's go ahead and get into it. So uh, we are going to do our. Um, Oh, jeez. Uh, this, this first segment is our um, favorite movie of the month. Backseat Directors. Favorite movie of the month. Okay, Andre, so why don't you go first? Um, let's go ahead and just kind of do a quick summary of January and uh, some of your highlights, and then uh, let the listeners know what your favorite movie of the month of, of January was. Um, and so also this uh, just side note for those who are listening right now, uh, a lot of the films in January uh, that that I saw were limited release films in December of 2017. So... And actually, almost all of them <laughs> that I saw were technically December films, but they weren't even released out here in Salt Lake City until January. Um, so my favorite movie of the month is going to go to a, a movie that was technically in December, but I don't really care because it wasn't even available until January out here. So so there yeah. you go. Okay, sir, go ahead. So, yeah, a lot of, um, like you said, a lot of my January movies were just trying to see as um, all like the like the really critically acclaimed films before I released my top 10 um, and which I did accomplish. So I got to obviously see like Molly's Game, um, all the Oscar films um, that I hadn't seen already, The Post, all of those, uh, all the money in the world. Uh, but. And out of those, out of those ones, I definitely enjoyed seeing uh, Molly's Game the best. However, that is not my favorite film of January, and it actually goes to a film that was, well, at least released in the U.S. Oh, in January. I think I know what and you're gonna say. <laughs> yeah, and it's Paddington Two. Yes. Yeah. I love that film. Like I went to it. I mean, I was potentially the oldest one who wasn't a parent in the movie theater, <laughs> but I was really intrigued by it. So I was just like, All right, I want to go see this. Um, and I'm like, we talked about it last time because like Hugh Grant apparently got like uh, best supporting actor and I completely uh, at the BAFTAs and I completely see why like this movie was just wonderful to watch. There was, Really not much wrong with the film, and I just had such a good time. I was laughing. The animation looked great, um, and I think that anyone listening should go see that film as soon as possible because <laughs> it doesn't matter how old you are either. Oh, dude, I could not agree 
anymore. Um, so I, I just I just recently released my review of Paddington 2, and my wife and I, we had just also recently watched Paddington for the first time uh, just because it was on Netflix. And, and so <laughs> and I'd been hearing all the buzz about Paddington 2, so I figured I, I should watch Paddington first and then go see yeah. Paddington 2. And, dude, I... I this the movie was fantastic. I loved it, and and I kept at least in my review I kept saying like in, in terms of like what a family movie should aspire to, Paddington Two is the bar. I mean that that is like the standard. Yeah. I I I agree, man. It was it was a wonderful movie. It really was. Yeah, uh, it's just like one of those films that. Um, like you said, like it's a family film, and it's not really trying to be more than that. I saw the uh, the first one, and I I wasn't the. I mean, I liked it, but it wasn't like too good. And then this film, I think, like, I'm not that it wasn't bad. It's just like I I don't think like it was as good as the sequel. Like the sequel made me fall in love with the franchise a yeah. lot more than yeah. than the first one did. Right. Um, but yeah, it just it like for, yeah, like you said, perfect family film. Uh, it doesn't like talk down to kids. It's not like stupid humor. I mean, there's obviously stupid moments, like, but it's like childhood, I guess, like just silliness. It's not like a a dumb humor type of thing. It's not like I don't know, a, a, the stereotype of just take your kids to a movie just to do something with them for two hours type of movie. Yeah, no, it's it's well, it's 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 very clever and intelligent humor. Yeah, like, it, exactly. They don't rely on kind of like the the you know cheap tricks and gags of like potty humor and things like that yeah um, and yeah and that's the thing that stood out to me the most is that I, I just i just thought it was very clever and just very well done yeah i agree and it's like it's so like just heartwarming in that honestly the main part of the the, the reason why everything happens in the movie is because he just wants to like get a get a present that's it <laughs> yeah, that, that that's it for his aunt lucy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, it's a birthday present. That's why that everything happens. It's so simple, and then it's just heartwarming. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think if anyone hasn't seen this movie yet, like it's. I mean, I haven't seen many when it comes to this year yet. Obviously, yeah. it's just the second month, but it's one of the best uh, so far to come out, and like I think it's great. No, that's awesome, man, and I and I'm happy that you're giving it a lot of love, just because I, I I've been kind of torn on which movie I wanted to select for kind of my favorite movie of the month, and so just going back to what I was saying previously, I saw so I saw four movies in January, only one of them, and that was Paddington Two, was an actual January January release here in the U.S. The other three, uh, so Molly's Game, uh, Hostiles, and then The Post you know, are all technically December movies. But, um, you know, I, I so I, I think because you gave your love to Paddington, so Paddington 2 is going to get its recognition. So I, I think I will go ahead and choose Molly's Game. But here's the thing, though. I loved every single movie that I watched this month. I, I Hostiles is probably the most unheralded film currently, just because I, no one's really talking about it. Yeah, um, I agree. And and it was a very surprising film, uh, and how much I enjoyed it, and how well done it was, and uh, and so yeah, I, I, and and then the post, <laughs> I I, I had kind of heard and read mixed reviews on the post, and you know maybe a. a, a there were quite a few people that I was surprised that just kind of thought it was kind of more ho hum, but 
I, I, I loved it. And so, yeah, I mean, every movie I saw this month was great. But uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and give it to Molly's Game. Um, but, th- yeah, it, it does not – that should not sell short my love for Paddington 2 because that was a great game. But, yeah, also Molly's Game. Uh, were you surprised that Molly's Game was not um, given an Oscar nomination for Best Picture or or an Oscar nomination for Best Actress and Je- Jessica Chastain? I think more on the best actress side. I think that, like for me, like I, I, lo- I thought she was one of the best performances of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to best picture, I mean, I agree with some of them and then disagree. Like, I, I, I think I was among the people who the post, though good, like I don't think that that's even any of like any Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep, or Spielberg's best film. It, it's good. But it's not like, I guess, I don't know. It it didn't stand out to me as much as other films did. Well, it, and, yes, no, exactly, and that's exactly my point because I think the movie that I I think is maybe not the most deserving to be on that nominee list is The Post. Yeah, and I think that for me, Coco was definitely better. But that's just I think that uh, when it comes to animated films, not a lot of them get nominated for Best Picture, especially when they're being like um stringent but like a lot of them i was i guess happy about because especially get out getting nominated for best picture because that movie was released at this time last year and how that how being such a strong don't get me wrong that's my best my favorite picture when it comes to um any of the oscar noms but right right. but like to to be a film that wasn't like released between like in the months of November and August, that's like in the Oscar rush. And so far at the beginning, like you think like, Oh, they're just going to, I guess, put it to the wayside because of that. So for me, like I was really happy with that getting onto best picture. And then, I mean, other ones, I mean, I think it just depends on who you are and darkest hour. I would say that I think that's kind of on the lower end of the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, Molly's game I think was up there. Like I, I definitely think that that was a snub. But I kind of I guess get it because so I feel like some of those films are given just because of I guess the environment around them. Like a Spielberg film with Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep. It's like you got to give it to that. Like well, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, from from I, it's more like that type of thing. It's yes. not a yes. It's not a award winning, but it's. Every, it's a formulaic award winning if that makes sense well and uh, yeah so just i guess going along with the theme of super bowl sunday here's another sports reference so in college football and college basketball um you know when at the beginning of the season they'll do preseason rankings right so so teams will be ranked not <laughs> not because they have done well but just because what people think they're going to do you know yeah. and and a lot of those rankings really are based on name recognition so if you're you know in in college basketball if you're the dukes and north carolinas of the world you know you're typically ranked not because people know you have a good team but just because the name that's on your jersey right right right. and 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 same with college football you know and so I, i i definitely agree i think you know when you have really names as you know like Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, and Steven Spielberg. You know, you're talking, you're talking like these are like A class, you know, actors and director. How could we not nominate them? You know, right? 
Um, but the, yeah, I, 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 I really liked the post. I thought it was a great movie. I, I, I'm really happy that I finally got out to see it. And, uh, especially just because I, I had it on my, you know, the most anticipated of our January. Got to go see it if it's my most anticipated, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, okay. Well, yeah, no, that January. Yeah. January was a good month. It was, it was a good month, probably because it was kind of still leaning on December. And, yeah. you know, a lot of those movies are still carrying over. Dude, in in my local theaters, I still have movies playing Wonder uh, or uh, theaters playing Wonder. Coco, there's a local theater still playing Coco. I love that these movies, you know, are still carrying over even this far out. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Andre, let's go ahead and move on to the next segment and the main portion of this podcast. And that is our movies coming soon for February. Movies coming soon. Okay, so Andre, there are four weekends in February, starting with this weekend. So uh, we're just just a few days behind, but that's okay. We'll catch up quick. Um, but you have uh, weeks one and three, and I have two and four. So go ahead and start us out. Uh, well, um, one film that came out this week was called Winchester which is a supernatural thriller that um, take, apparently it's apparently true that takes inside uh, California's infamous uh, Winchester house. Um, it stars Jason Clark um, from Terminator uh, Genesis, whatever. Um, the guy, <laughs> the guy who played um, uh, with John Connor and Helen Mirren. Mm-hmm. Uh this i prior to <laughs> i was prior to this being it being released i was kind of excited for it because well i like Harold Mirren as an actress so like i think like um it looked creepy and it looked kind of good uh unfortunately <laughs> it's not receiving very good reviews in that it's um i think like a single digit percent on yikes uh rot- rotten tomatoes so not i I wasn't uh too pleased with that if i get a chance i may still check it out i don't know we'll see (laughs) um and then another movie it's called balal a new breed of hero which is about this um and i i did which you have seen already yeah yes i got a screening to it so i got to go see that um i think like at some theaters it's limited release but i also I'm not exactly sure whether it's limited or if it's extended release uh, because I've seen it in some of the bigger theaters around here, but like it says limited release online, so I'm not exactly sure. Um, but it's about a um, Islamic uh, guy who essentially becomes the guy who um, is most famous for um, speaking, uh, calling everyone to prayer pretty much. And so it's about him like, being like raised in slavery and fighting for freedom and equality and basically becoming the man who he becomes famous for. Um, not to give a full review of it. I think that there, but the best thing about this film is the animation. It's potentially one of the best looking animated films in a really long time. Um, it looks absolutely gorgeous, but um, this is unfortunately also getting only 
uh, like I think around 50% the last I looked on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. So I think it depends on who you are. Um, I think just based on the story itself, it's going to get a lot of comparison to um, Prince of Egypt. Um, and oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah, the story is very similar to that. Um, I definitely think that there's a preference to one over the other, but I think that Unfortunately, the there's a lot of problems with it. I think, and if anyone really wants to check out my full review on it, go check that out. It's on it's um, on Box Office Buzz. Uh, but I think it's a definitely an interesting story if you have if it's in your, I guess in your um, area, definitely go check it out. Nice, very um, good. Uh, but that's all I got for week one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so week week 1 week 1 was a little bit light. Uh week 2 though, week 2, so February 9th, um had quite a few films though that I wanted to, you know, introduce to those who are listening. So I'll go ahead and start off with uh, uh, the first movie uh, called and, the, and the, so these are wide release films, uh these first 3 that I'm going to name. Uh 15 it's the uh, 1517 to Paris. So this is the latest Clint Eastwood film, and uh, it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy that Clint Eastwood is still directing movies. The guy's almost ninety years old. I think he's eighty-eight right now. Something um, like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this is based on a true story. Um, I I wonder how much of the story is actually fictionalized, um, but it, basically, three American men are, are on a train to Paris, and there is a terrorist on the train. And they intervene, and so the reason, the main reason why I wanted to mention this movie though, is because the three actors that play the three men, uh, the three American men, are actually the three men that lived this experience. So oh, wow. yeah, no, so kind of kind of cool, kind of cool. I, I watched the trailer. Um, I it's a movie that I think I would eventually like to see. I don't know if it's one that I'm going to rush to the theaters to see. But it just kind of looks like a movie about, uh, you know, American patriotism, which is kind of mm-hmm. in line with a lot of <laughs> Glenn Eastwood movies. You know, if you look Very back true. at, uh, you know, a lot of the recent movies that he has directed, um, you have the the latest one was Sully with Tom Hanks, which I thought was a great movie. Um, and yep. then you have American Sniper, which I thought was a great movie. Uh, then there are a few kind of mixed in there that uh, were okay. Um Grand Torino, uh, which he directed and starred in. Did you see I, that one? Yeah, I, actually, I really like that. Film same a lot. here, same here. Yeah. I think it's one of his best films that he's ever directed. I, I yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's a great movie. But uh, yeah, my so favorite that, is Letters Letters from Iwo Jima. That oh, that, dude. Yeah, I don't know how I haven't seen that movie too. Movie oh, because I. I I've seen I've seen Flags of Our Fathers. But I I don't know how I haven't seen letters of Iwo Jima or yeah from Iwo Jima, um, just because that's it's it's the same movie basically but from the version of the Japanese. Yeah, right? and yeah, exactly. It's it's all in Japanese. I mean, there's some actually no, it's probably ninety five percent in Japanese because there is some like Americans in the film like uh, like flashbacks and stuff. But yeah, and yeah. they speak English, but it's all in Japanese. And like I could not praise this film even more. Because it's actually become like one of my favorite war films. Oh man, dude, I got I gotta watch it. It, <laughs> yeah. it. it has been on my watch list for years. 
you know, and just because I, I know I know you appreciate war movies as well, but yeah, I I I really really like you know just most most World War Two movies I think that come out are, are are done fairly well, and I just I don't know how I haven't seen this one. Oh my goodness. Okay, right, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I for sure will, I for sure will, but uh, yeah, so that that's fifteen seventeen to Paris. Uh, the next wide release film is Peter Rabbit. So this is just the world famous uh, children's book character Peter Rabbit, and he finally gets a come to life feature film. <laughs> but uh, I, I was kind of surprised by the cast. So the voice actors include Margot Robbie, uh, James Corden, and Daisy Ridley, um, uh, with Domhnall Gleeson and Rose. Uh, I think it's is it Byrne or Byron? I think it might be yeah. Byron. Uh, anyway, so uh, Domhnall Gleeson and Rose. Uh, Byron, uh, they're the main actors in the film. I think the movie has not been as well received as Paddington, but I mean, <laughs> Paddington's getting a hundred percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's no surprise. But um, I, I, I don't know if I'll go see this movie. Uh, you know, I, I guess if you know listeners out there have kids and they're looking, you know, for a family-friendly movie to go see, Peter Rabbit might be the one for you. But I mean, with you know, I mean, you have Margot Robbie playing. You know, a, a, a voice uh, or a voice acting in the movie with Daisy Ridley. I think that's pretty good, you know? Um, yeah. Maybe yeah. just a lineup of all <laughs> British actors. Well, I guess Margot Robbie's Australian, but. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not too psyched about that film. I I, I don't know. The la- let's. I like reading the books as a kid. Like, yeah. I'm not, a, um, or my parents read it to me. So, like, I kind of have, like, a weird nostalgic thing to it. And I don't know. The movie doesn't look like anything of that because the plot has to do with essentially Peter Rabbit trying to break up the relationship between Mr. McGregor and I think the character's name is B, um, played by, like you said, Rose Byrne, which I don't – I'm almost 100% sure that wasn't a plot of the original stories yeah so and i'm not a when it comes to voice acting james corden doesn't really have the best record so yeah yeah he did the emoji movie so (laughs) (laughs) well okay but yeah and here's the thing is padding paddington 2 paddington 2 is maybe maybe gonna be one of the best if not the best family film release this year you know, it's yeah. going to have stiff competition, obviously, with like Incredibles too and things like that. But, uh, I, you know, Peter Rabbit, I, I, I can't imagine it's going to live up to that kind of bar, uh, which was set with Paddington too. So, um, so that's that, that's uh, Peter Rabbit. Uh, the last wide release film is Fifty Shades Freed, <laughs> the third and final chapter of the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy. Um, I haven't seen any of the 50 shades of gray movies and i have no plans to see this one um i haven't read the books i have no interest in reading the books uh so for anyone i guess who is a fan of the a fan of the books or the movies uh, just know that comes out the second weekend of february <laughs> okay so uh here here are the movies though that i am uh interested in and seeing though, and ones that I was kind of surprised by, and this, these are limited releases, so I don't even know if I'm going to get these here in Utah. Um, but the first one is Basmati Blues, so this is a romantic musical uh, with Brie Larson, and I I don't think it's been getting good reviews so far, um, but 
it's a musical. It has Brie Larson, and I'm interested. So, um, the the plot of the movie is that Brie Larson is like, she's like a, a botanist, geneticist, who basically has come up with like a a new strain of rice grain or a grain of rice and uh, something that's going to revolutionize kind of the food industry. But she has to go to India to, I guess, teach people how to cultivate this new grain of rice. And so, uh, and, and while she's there, she meets, she meets an Indian guy and they fall in love and, and da, 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 da. So that's Basmati blues. <laughs> uh, the next one I wanted to mention was a movie called entanglement is, have you heard of this movie? I have not. Okay, man. Okay. When we're, when we are done, you go, go watch the trailer for this one. It looks so it, it, it kind of one of those low budget um, romantic comedy indie films, kind of like uh, The Big Sick, um, kind of has that same vibe, but m- a little bit more out there. So, so it, it's a it's a romantic comedy, and it stars Thomas uh, Middletich. So I I I have I know this guy from somewhere. Uh, I I can't I can't put my finger on it though. Anyway, the movie starts off with him. He he attempts suicide and he survives though, and so he has this like super crazy experience, um, and he he becomes um, he kind of he kind of just starts to think deeper about his life, about the universe, about how we humans are all connected, and how each decision we make in our life has these ripples through basically through eternity and he meets a girl who basically is able to put put words uh for his feelings right so someone who he really connects with who's kind of on the same wavelength um and it's a girl that he finds out was almost his sister i don't know how but um (laughs) but it it just it, it actually looks really cool so just kind of this romantic comedy about Really about the physics of the universe, the power of love, and how those are all kind of central themes. Um, so yeah, so go check that out. It's called Entanglement. And the last one, the last one I want to mention is uh, called The Female Brain. So this is also another romantic comedy. Uh, the writer, the the writer of the film is also the director Whitney Cummings, and she also stars in the movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, the this movie is it, kind of kind of interesting. It also stars Blake Griffin. So. Uh, a former player? A former star of the Los Angeles Clippers, but now got traded oh, to uh, Detroit Pistons. Yeah, right. uh, James Marsden, um, uh, Beanie Feldstein, who was the co-star in Lady Bird, so she was the best friend in Lady Bird. Uh-huh. Um, and it's so the, uh-huh. the movie is basically about the complexity of the female brain and how it is so vastly different to the male brain and and just how that kind of plays out within relationships between men and women and and it, I, the trailer the trailer looked good and so uh i i that's a movie that i'm definitely going to keep on my watch list um so that is the female brain so yeah so that that's week two week two has yeah it's just a few a few things that i'm definitely interested in uh for week two in february okay go ahead with week three so week three, um, there's a really big release, but before I get into that one, I'm going to talk about one that's probably going to go 
get kind of pushed by the wayside okay. because of that big release, and that's Early Man. Mm. And this is about prehistoric man uh, at the beginning of time with woolly mammoth <laughs> yeah. and whatever. Um, and the reason why I mention it is because the animation is done by Ardman Animations, who did yep. uh, the Wallace and Gromit short films, Chicken Run, uh, Flushed Away, and and the Wallace and Gromit like. Uh, Big picture, uh, Wallace and Gromit and the Curse of the Were Rabbit, which are and all the, very good movies. <laughs> exactly, and I think that like even though it's going to get obviously pushed to the wayside, which which is fine given what the big release is. I think like with that, I think this is definitely a movie that people should go see. It it looks like the same type exact uh, exact same type of humor as all of those other films. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm, and for a film about that, like that's uh, with them, that's all I expect. And the last ones, like you said, have been really good. So I think that this should be going to see. I'm probably definitely going to go see it um, based on because I was a big fan of the, like the mini films, Wallace and Gromit. Like I watched those back in like middle school. Um, I think I was in my English class, like they showed it to us. So like I, I really enjoy their animation and their humor. So I'm going to go see that as well. But the big release that week is the next installment. I think it, we're at 20 now, maybe, um, of the MCU, which is Black Panther. And it reprises uh, Chadwick Boseman as mm-hmm. T'Challa um, from Civil War, uh, Captain America Civil War, excuse me, who is the prince of the African nation of Wakanda, who comes back essentially after the events of Civil War. And he has to take over his throne because, spoiler, in uh, Civil War, his father is murdered. So it's about him essentially coming back um, to take over. Um, and there's conflict between him and, uh, I forget his name right now, um, Eric Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. And um, I think this film like is one of my most excited that I've been for in a Marvel film for a really long time, um, mainly because I'm a big fan of the Black Panther uh, character. Like, I really fell in love with him in Civil War, but I really, I was, like, a kind of fan of him before seeing that, so, like, I'm really excited for it. The cast is beyond fantastic. You have, obviously, Michael B. Jordan, Chadwick Boseman. um, You have Lupita... Uh, forgive me for probably not pronouncing this because I can never pronounce it very well. Uh, Nyong'o. Yeah, Lupita yeah. Nyong'o. Uh, yeah, uh, Forrest Whitaker, uh, Daniel Kalua from Get Out is in this. Uh, and it's directed by a guy who legit, I think he's only put out, like this would be his third big picture film of Ryan Coogler who did Fruitvale Station, which is amazing, starring Michael B. Jordan and Creed. The Rocky film, also starring Michael B. Jordan. So, and he's writing it, and so there's so much greatness that is going to this film. There's been a lot of hype when it comes to, like, obviously all the because it premiered, I think, like last week. Um, and there's been a lot of hype up for saying it's best Marvel. I'm not trying to let that affect me too much because I, I was excited for it, even if even even if it got like, oh, it's kind of average. So, like, I would be excited for it anyway. 
so I'm really, really hyped up for this film. Um, and especially because this is the last film we're going to get before uh, Infinity War, so which comes out um, later this summer. So I think that there's just so much going into this. Um, I know, I think I've talked with you offline when it comes to the sci-fi aspect of it, but from a comic book standpoint, that it makes complete sense given... Uh, because they're known to being a futuristic nation. Well, here's so. here's the thing about Black Panther. I, I think I think culturally, how significant this film is. Yeah. Um. And, and you know, so you think back, you you look back on like maybe what what were some of the most significant and important movies of 2017? You have to mention Wonder Woman. Right. When when a, a female superhero is finally given you know, her own film and really featured. Obviously there have been other super, you know, female superhero movies. Yes. I'm not saying that, but not on the scale of wonder woman. What, what this means for black superheroes and black Panther and getting a feature film like this on this kind of stage is very, very significant. Yeah. And, and for that reason alone, I think people should go see this movie Um, you know, (laughs) and again, I'm not saying that this has been the first, you know, black superhero movie. Uh, there's been plenty of them. I think most of them, though, are kind of more comical, you know, and not 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 as, uh, I guess, big and grandiose as a Marvel superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> did you ever see you ever see the Marlon Wayans uh, comedy movie called Blank Man? <laughs> uh, no, but I think I know what you're talking about. Okay, okay, that's that's one of the one that just kind of comes to my mind. <laughs> Which is it's a it's actually a really good movie. I, I I very much enjoy that movie. But but yeah, but just the the cultural significance of Black Panther is so important that uh, I am really looking forward to this movie. Uh, and Michael B. Jordan, I, I think Michael B. Jordan is maybe one of the 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 biggest up and coming actors that has I feel like hasn't really gotten noticed that much, especially from how good Creed was. I thought Creed was a great movie and probably one of the best Rocky films since the original Rocky movies. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you, you know, and, and obviously Chadwick Boseman, I think Chadwick Boseman was the, he, he is, he's the guy to play Black Panther. This is a conversation yeah. I had online just the other day was that one of the things that I've been really impressed by, by both Marvel and DC movies are, are the casting decisions for these superheroes because yeah. quite, quite often you look you look at the actor playing the superhero and you just feel like that that person was like born to be that superhero you know and and i think it's the same for chadwick boseman you know i I, i'm very excited for this movie absolutely yeah i think like uh, i agree with you i I, i've seen all like pretty much chadwick boseman um starring he's really good if you haven't seen fruitvale station man go watch that film like i think that shows michael b jordan's like acting ability more so than than creed at least in my opinion but interestingly have you ever seen hardball with keanu reeves it's a baseball film yeah he like yeah yeah Mm -hmm. michael b jordan's in that oh dude i i i i gotta be honest man i don't think i realized that (laughs) yeah uh so you know the kid that like is too old to play and then he has to he gets put into the gang at the end of the film. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you're right. That that's Michael B. Jordan. 
Oh my gosh, man. Yeah, it's it's really like it, it's mind blowing. Like when I've I've watched I like that film a lot. Um, so for no other real reason because it's just a fun film. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So it's kind of funny to like go back and watch that, and it's just like this. He it's such a small role and very insignificant when it comes to like the bigger scheme of things. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's just fun to watch that. Um, but yeah, like you said, I just th- that's what I'm hoping is that. Um, the cultural significance of this film, like you're right, go see it for that reason alone. I mean, when it, I just hope it doesn't do like what Wonder Woman was, where it's like a, it, culturally, it's a great thing to have, but from an overall movie standpoint, it's very not basic, but just I when I'm I'm among the people who are not upset that it. Uh, did not get nominated. Oh, for neither Best am I. Picture. Yeah, neither. So am I. <laughs> I mean, there's a huge uproar of that, and me, I'm like, I like the film. Don't get me wrong. I bought it on Blu-ray. I'm gonna watch it many, many times. But I just, I don't want it to be that. I want it to be great, and um, some it does something well. And one thing that I've read, like some of the hype up stuff, is that the villain, um, by Michael B. Jordan, he's one of the most like MCU villains. Um, like one of the better ones, which says a lot given the fact that a lot of the villains, aside from maybe uh, uh, Michael Keaton is a – oh, why am I blanking on that character's name? Uh, anyway, the oh, villain – Oh, Vulture. Vulture. Vulture, yeah. thank you, mm-hmm. in Spider-Man Homecoming. Aside from maybe him, a lot of the MCU villains have been kind of like lackluster. Right. So I'm uh, – Given that that's one of the things that people are saying it stands out, I'm really hoping that that works as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and especially, especially, you know, where Marvel has placed this movie to release, you know, in February, it's not the greatest of months. But this movie being the lead up to Infinity War, uh, I, I think a lot is riding on this movie. I really do. Yeah, I agree. And well, similarly to like Captain America did before the first Avengers film. I think like I'm I'm also hoping that this is better than that because that was like for me when I first saw it I thought it was just it was the film that was like okay we have to have Captain America and Avengers so we need to put him we need to put him, we have to make a film about it. Right. Going back it's okay but I I don't want it to be that. Like I want it to be it can be that but also more than that. And yeah. so Yeah. If this hypes me up even more for Infinity War, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Um, <laughs> and very just uh, – I'm, I'm excited going into this. I can't even speak to how excited I am for this film. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good, man. I, and, and deservedly so, man. I, you know, Marvel – even though Marvel has its formula and sometimes the movies do feel fairly formulaic, they're still good movies. Yeah, you know, and and Black Panther kind of being one of those outlier superheroes, Marvel has done very well with those maybe less well-known superhero names. Yeah, um, but I think Black Panther after you know this movie is going to be, you know, kind of up in the in the upper echelon of the popular superheroes. Yeah, I agree. Um, any other movies you got for uh, that third weekend? Uh no that's all I that's all I got. <laughs> okay, so the only two that I wanted to include in that is another wide release. So uh, uh, it's, it's going to be a Bible epic uh, called Samson. 
So this is going to oh, be okay. about, no, yeah, the Samson that. and Delilah story. Uh, mm-hmm. I, that's that's all I want to say about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, another uh, small or low-budget indie romantic comedy movie called The Boy Downstairs. Um, mm. I, I think I think this movie has potential. You know, again, kind of in kind of the same style or vibe that I get from The Big Sick. Uh, obviously, I don't think uh, this movie or Entanglement that I mentioned in the second weekend are going to live up to the standard of like the big sick, uh, but still it looked like a, a good movie. So, um, okay. So last weekend, this is the fourth and final weekend in February, starting February 23rd. Um, a, a few, a few, a few decent movies. Uh, so mm-hmm. for, for, so the, there are three wide release films that I want to mention. First one is going to, is called every day. Now this one looks really, really strange, really strange. Uh, I don't know if it's based off of like a young adult book um, or if this is an original uh, story. So the movie, the movie is about a teen girl who falls in love with a person who wakes up in a different body every single day. Have you seen the trailer for this movie? I have not. Okay. I honestly don't know what to think of the movie. It it, it looks, it just looks interesting like it, it, it I, I i'm trying to wrap my idea around this or my head around this idea and this concept for this story okay so she she meets a guy she falls in love with the guy the very next day a girl comes up to her to this teen girl claiming to be that guy and she tries to explain to the girl that she wakes up in a different person, a different body every single day. So sometimes she's a guy or she's a girl. Sometimes he's a guy. Okay. And this teen girl tries to carry on a relationship with this person who is a different person every day. (laughs) Okay. So I I just, I don't know, man, It, it looks, it, it looks weird. But it also looks really intriguing at the same time. Okay, so that's yeah. No, I completely understand that <laughs> based <laughs> yeah. on your description. So that's every day. Um, the next movie is Game Night. So this is this is a dark comedy that has quite quite a few uh, well known actors actually, and it it's kind of seems like it has the same vibe or similar plot to the game with Michael Douglas. Have you ever seen that one? No. So so basically, it's a movie about about these couples who get together for a game night. Yeah. Uh, but basically, game night is going to get taken to another level. Uh, so much to the point where they don't know if things are real or not. Um, and so uh, the film stars Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams, Jesse Plemons, Kyle Chandler, Danny Houston, and quite a few other actors. Um, but it, it looks, it looks funny. I I think it, it it looks pretty funny. Um, so that's game night. The next one, uh, which I think, I think for me in terms of, uh, what movie I'm most anticipating for February, it's going to come down to this one in black Panther. So this one is called annihilation. Yes. Yeah. So this film, it's the latest sci-fi film from the director and writer, Alex Garland. So he is also the director and writer for ex machina. Um, mm-hmm. and Annihilation stars Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac. So basically there is an, uh, a location on earth called, uh, that is known as area X. 
uh, and in Area X, the laws of nature are somehow suspended and there's weird stuff happening. So Oscar Isaac is a scientist or maybe a biologist. I'm not sure. So the, uh, Oscar Isaac, Natalie Portman, they're married. Oscar goes to this place, but he goes missing. Um, they end up finding him, but he is like in a coma. So Natalie Portman comes to this to Area X basically to come be with her husband. Um, and she, or I think, I think she goes there because he is inside Area X. And so she goes basically to go find him. Um, I, the, I, I just saw the latest trailer for the movie and man, this movie looks crazy, dude. <laughs> it looks, yeah, yeah. it looks pretty crazy. Um, I, I, what are your thoughts on this movie? Cause I, I think, you know, between this and black Panther, these are probably going to be the most watched movies of February. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I'm pretty excited for it because I loved Ex Machina. I thought it was great um, sci-fi. So I think, like, yeah, um, there's a decent cast with this, like you were saying, obviously with Oscar Isaac and Natalie Portman. Uh, it also has Tessa Thompson in it, who I think um, she was – who was in, um, what do you call it, Creed yep. and also Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. So I really like her as an actress, so I'm excited for to see her again. Um, and obviously Oscar Isaac – and Natalie Portman are great. So there is, I know that um, there was like some controversy because of the release. Um, interesting is that it's going to be obviously released here in China um, on that weekend, but then like on international markets, so it's going to be released on Netflix. So because, what? Was, yeah. Wow. I did not know that. Crazy. Yeah. There, yeah. There, it has to do with just the, there was like a release thing with Paramount Pictures. Um, I won't bore with details, but there was, it, it has to do it, um, like they, they, it just, that's what happened. And so, I mean, I guess it allows for, um, more people to see it on opening weekend. Cause maybe they're also worried that not too many people are going to go see this. I don't know, but because I don't think a lot of people saw Ex Machina when it first came out. No, so I, no, I, I, I agree. So like maybe they're worried about that again. I don't know, but but since then I feel like Ex Machina has gained quite the following, though. Yeah, I agree. I I mean I love that film. Um, I thought it was one of the best like sci-fi films that came out that year. So, um, yeah, I'm, no, so, yeah, I'm and, and, yeah. An- Annihilation though, Annihilation looks to have a pretty intriguing storyline. Like I, I yeah. think I think it's gonna. It, it it looks it looks kind of scary in some moments, um, but it looks like it's gonna really make you think, though. Um, yeah, which agree. which I'm definitely v- looking forward to. So, um, okay, so the the last movie that I, I just want to mention is a movie called The Cured. So this is kind of a, a, a low budget horror film starring Ellen Page, um, but the 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 plot has me really really interested in this movie. So the the movie is in a post zombie apocalypse state okay so so basically there was an a zombie there was a there was a zombie apocalypse but they were able to find a cure and so they started curing zombies all right but now zombies though are very much ostracized in society looked down on and not trusted okay so you know obviously you're you're looking at people that were once zombies and that were killing and eating maybe your family members or friends okay yeah <laughs> and so um she has a brother though who was a zombie but cured um the, the thing is is that she doesn't trust her brother so these hmm. these 
people who are called, you know, who are the cured, who used to be zombies, begin to come together and unite. And but it, it, it in not a very good way. So I guess there are still things that they're able to do because they once were zombies, like they're able to communicate telepathically. And basically the fear is that they still have zombie-like tendencies, even though they're cured. The movie right. looks pretty interesting. I, I, I was pretty impressed by the trailer itself. And so that's a limited release film. Um, probably most people are not going to get that film unless you live maybe in New York or L.A. Uh, for that last weekend of February. But that is The Cured. And that, uh, my friend, are all the movies uh, basically coming out in February. So let's go ahead and do our last segment and let the listeners know what our most anticipated movie is for February. Backseat Directors, most anticipated movie. Okay, Andre, uh, I probably uh, we already know what yours is, but why don't you go ahead and let the listeners know? <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty obvious if they didn't get it by now. Um, Black Panther is definitely my most, um, I'm definitely most excited for it. But given that, I would say Annihilation is um, my number two. So I'm, ex- I'm extremely excited for Black Panther, though. Yeah, and, and for me, it, it comes down to those two movies as well. Um, I, I think... I think in terms of, you know, uh, trusting a movie that I I feel like I will end up enjoying, you know, I guess just kind of going off on that basis. I think it's got to be Black Panther. So Black Panther, maybe it's like 1A and 1B for me for Black Panther. Yeah. Because I'm very excited for Annihilation. Um, So, so yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Andre, anything else before we uh, go ahead and send off our listeners? Uh. Like I said, I think that maybe keep your eye out also for early man. I think if anything, <laughs> keep your eye out for that. I think that going up against Black Panther, like I said, it's gonna kinda be probably forgotten, but I think that it has potential and I think that keep your eye out for it. Well, Andre, uh it's it's been a good start to the year. Uh definitely looking forward to February. Thank you so much for hopping on this episode with me and our movies coming soon for February. Andre, why don't you go let the listeners know how they can get a hold of you or follow you on social media or read your movie reviews because you do have a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can check me out on pretty much Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's at The Formal Review. You can also check out Box Office Buzz. It's where I write my reviews for. I'm a critic for them. So, yeah, and they're at uh, Box Office Buzz, and that's Buzz with one Z. All right, Andre, thank you so much. And listeners, thank you for tuning in and downloading today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, At the time of this recording, the Super Bowl has yet to happen. So go Eagles or go Patriots, whoever you guys are rooting for. Uh, By the time you listen to this, the Super Bowl will be over. So (laughs) hopefully whoever you rooted for, your team won. (laughs) Um, But since this is not uh, four-year-old soccer, not everybody gets a trophy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay, but anyway, uh, all right, listeners. If it, it, yeah, just uh, if if you want to keep up to date with the podcast, make sure to subscribe. You can find Backseat Directors on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and any other podcast outlet that you might subscribe to. Um, but yeah, uh, again, thank you so much for listening. On behalf of Andre with the Formal Review, this is Andre with Backseat Directors, and we'll see you guys next week at the movies. 
The Backseat Directors theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album, Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids, and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast. So much variety. There's a perfect movie for you and him and her and me. So find your seat in the perfect row. Sit back, relax, kick up your feet, and turn off your phone.